Welcome to another Kingdom Community Church podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Alright, here's a word from the Lord I feel for today. And it's probably good because we're just stepping into this new building, new season. So the title is, Same God, Different Location. Same God, Different Location. How many people know that God never changes? But how many people know through their own personal experience that sometimes you question that? Yes. <laughs> like you go, God, come on, where's the consistency? You know, like I prayed for people one day and they get you. And I prayed for someone exactly the same way, but I even fashioned the same prayer. <laughs> and they get And you go, oh man. You know, and then. Your mind starts to play tricks sometimes because you're wondering to yourself, do I know what I'm doing? Probably not. Does God know what he's doing? Well, yeah, but how often do we question that? Because we're like, oh, no, what about those revivals of yesteryear? And you're like reading up about them. And like I mentioned to you, I've been praying for 12 years for revival. I haven't seen it yet. Like, it's coming. It's coming. But you see, the thing is, we read a little snapshot of something that happened. And it's like, we read it, it takes us two minutes to read, three minutes to read. But it probably took 50 years to culminate. And all the prayer and all the sewing and all the crying and all the waiting on God and everything before that thing took place. You know? And sometimes in the world, we have this battle when we're trying to share faith with people because all they see is an inconsistent God. All they see is inconsistent people who follow God and they presume that then God's not, you know, he's not all he's cracked up to be. But the Word tells us that God never changes. And that's the truth. And we need to, we need to learn to step into the truth. See, if we want to we want to step into a place where we see the things that we're believing for that we might not be seeing all the time, but somehow we read Jesus as saying, you know, if you believe in me, you'll do the things I've been doing and you'll do greater things than these. And then you start to think, well, I believe in Jesus, so why am I seeing it? And then it's like, well, what does it mean to believe in Jesus? What does it mean to walk with Jesus? What does it mean to really be like Jesus? And so... On the surface, it can look like God's not doing much. But we sang about it earlier, didn't we? Even when we don't know it, He's working. Even when we can't see it, He's working. Even when we can't feel it, He's working. Right? There's a few scriptures that I just want to... Because I really feel that if, if we're going to step into a place where we're going to see all the things that God has promised, He's that promise to you, yeah? We want to step into a place of promises. We want to step into the place of victory. We want to step into the place where all the things that we know are God and we know are for us and we know He's for us and He's not against us. All those things. We've got, to, we've got to base all that we do on some premises that become our rock that we stand on. One is God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus is the same. 
yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6 says, For I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. Wow. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of light, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God never changes. He's the same yesterday and today and he'll be the same forever. He's the loving God. He's the perfect God. He's the creator. He's holy. You know that his holiness never slipped, even though there's a lot of people in the church that might think that it's kind of okay to get a little bit unholy in the house of God. You know, they've got a new message. God didn't change. Psalm 90, verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. He's God from everlasting to everlasting. He hasn't changed. So, what changed? We changed. The world changed. The way we relate to God changed. Do you know how often you look back in the history of your own journey and find how much you've changed? How much you've shifted? Do you remember, some of you who've been around church for a while, that the things that you did in church and the things you've experienced in church are very different today than they were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, sometimes 40 years ago, in my case, 50 years ago. Plus, I still remember the Lord 50 years ago. That's about all I can remember back then. When I was brought up in the church, my dad was a pastor, so so I went to church with my nanny. My dad was an evangelist. I remember the first time I wanted to... Yeah, amen, right? I remember the first time I wanted to go down and respond to the altar call because he was a good preacher. They used to say to my daddy, open the yellow pages, find a number, ring him up, preach over the phone, and lead him to the Lord. That's how powerful his gift was on his life. Just incredible. Like, even today... Check notes. He'll be on the. He goes fishing every day of his life, and he's like, he's got a line in the water, and his mouth is going. <laughs> Everybody comes like, hey, there you go. Oh, I saw the way uh, you're interacting with your wife over there. Can I have a chat with him? And he'll have a little old man chat to this young bloke, right? You know, he should be teaching you. Kids, that kind of behaviour was a little, little guy. He was watching you the way you treated your wife. And the guy's like, what? Do you know you can have peace in your life? That's where he goes. Really? Yeah, Jesus brings peace. Oh, Jesus. Uh, You don't know the Jesus I know. Yeah? And he'll say, can I pray for you? Oh, maybe. (laughs) And he'll lead him to the Lord right there on the jetty. God, who moves through my dad, is the same God who moves through me. He does a few different things in me. I speak in tongues. My old man doesn't do that. That's alright. Give still to a strong man. Do you know that you can be anywhere in the world? God is the same. 
there are certain things in life where you go, well, how come they got something from God and I didn't? You ever had that thought? You ever had that feeling? And you're wondering, what on earth? It's not right. It's like they were in the right place at the right time. Have you ever been in the right place at the right time? Walking down the street, see $100 on the ground. Whoa, reach down. Right place, right time. I had a guy, actually, this is kind of funny, um, bus driver story, right? So, one of my bus driver mates, a little bit less conscientious than I, you know, and uh, he had one of these guys from Minda get on his bus, a bit of a rough lad, and um, got on the bus and didn't want to tap on, didn't want to pay, didn't want to do nothing. And he called him back and goes, hey, come back here. You'll pay for that. Ah, I don't have any money. And anyway, you can't stop me. Off we walk, get the back of the bus, right? So my bus driver's about to close the door, he looks down, and he looks out the door, and there's 20 bucks standing out there, right? Because they ain't right again. Let's have a seat. Picks up the 20 bucks. Well, the guy's sort of leaning over the What's he doing? Hey, hey, that's my 20 bucks! You didn't have any money. That wasn't your 20 bucks. And then you just messed with him real bad. Right place, right time. The guy was all up the back of the bus and he saw the 20 bucks. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you can have a moment where somebody gets something that you would have thought was yours. Right? You ever been jealous of church? Someone gets called out for a prophetic word? Oh man. You know, maybe I should have leaned forward a little bit more. Give my eyes a little bit back. It looked like I was getting touched by the Holy Ghost. Maybe God would have would have kicked me. You know, that, that's, I, I'm just I'm messing, but I'm being real because that's how some people function. You know, like they'll they'll work their way into the seat because they're desperate for that word. And, and unfortunately, sometimes that's what the word that makes them feel good because everybody else sees them getting the word. God's all over that one, you know. Might have been the, the Holy Guacamole, not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I have a friend um, who had ADHD. And uh, I was invited to go to New Zealand to a ministry conference on him. And the guy who was running the conference... He invited me and he paid for my ticket to fly over from Sydney to... Because he said, I really feel the Holy Spirit wants you there. Well, I was planning on going anywhere, right? So I was thinking, beauty, I'm going to have to pay. And then the Holy Spirit said, what are you going to do with that money? I said, oh, yeah, good idea. So I thought, I'll invite my mate who's got ADHD. He's in a radio show. I can tell you what, you try doing a radio show, because I did with four years with him. He turns up without his meds. It's an interesting radio show. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so I love him so much, right? This guy, young guy, I was mentoring him. I said, "Come, I'm paying for your ticket." Said, All right, cool. Got the weekend off. Let's go. So we went for the Thursday, Friday, did the conference Saturday. Fantastic. It was just life transformation. God did some amazing things. God showed me some things and, and did some healing in my life. But then on Sunday, we decided to go to the church that was hosting it, even though it wasn't at the church, it was somewhere else. We went there, and guess who was speaking? 
guy named David Hogan was speaking. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. David Hogan's speaking, right? Yeah, David Hogan, for those of you who don't, aren't going, whoa, right now, you probably don't know who he is. He's a missionary from Mexico who's seen more than 500 people raised from the dead. And he's planted bucket loads of churches. I mean, they had, he told us a story in that meeting. He told us a story about how his son-in-law um, got married. And on the way home, because Mexico, bucket loads of people in the back of a U, big truck, right? Turned. And 12 people died out of this bucket load of people that fell out of this truck. And he's still at the wedding when he gets the call. Right? So it's his, his son's friends who had come to the wedding, on the way home from the wedding, tipped the truck, and 12 people dead and others injured on the side of the road. Well, he gets all his elders from his church, come on, let's go. Out of the wedding. And still got their suits and stuff like that. Down the side of the road, pulling his bodies up. Right? Right. Let's go after the ones that are dead first. Right? Not going after the ones that are sick on the side of the road, the ones who are dead first. Out of 12 people who died, 11 came back to life. On that one. Right? So... We're sitting in this meeting, he's telling all this stuff, he's halfway through the story and he says, hold on a sec. Someone here with ADHD, would you mind standing up please? And there's like about six people that stood up, right? And my mate looks at me and I'm looking at him, right? So he stands up and I said, okay, everybody around them just reach out this touch right now, I'm just going to pray. And he just prayed a simple prayer. I can't remember what it was, because I was stunned. Right? But he got healed. We got back from Sydney. We got back to Sydney and he didn't need his meat. Never had it, never had to have him again. Radio show was excellent after that. <laughs> <laughs> and some people would say, oh, he's in the right place at the right time. Let me tell you something about God. Come on. Right? There was nothing chance about that. He said that. You know what? It was because. I listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not putting tickets on myself, but I'm just telling you, if I hadn't, it wouldn't have happened, right? Yeah. I had to listen to God's voice when I had a bunch of cash put back in my pocket, which I could have spent on a whole bunch of stuff. And God says, well, what are you going to do with that money? You said it aside to get into this conference. Why don't you say, bring your mate? And I just happened, he wasn't, I didn't think I'm bringing him over to the healing conference because he's got ADHD. I just thought, He's my mate, and I'm mentoring him. He's coming. And he gets healed from a word of knowledge in the middle of a church service. Can I tell you one other little story? I've got a friend, just one. <laughs> and he heard the heart of Right. I've got a friend just like you, but she's in, in, in Adelaide. And she, she texts me while I'm in the meeting with David Hogan and said, Paul, I've got some bad news. I've been diagnosed with terminal cancer. I'm sitting there going, well, that's no good. And I, I, I've been listening to the stories thing, so I pulled out my wallet, the first thing I think of, and I pulled out a 20 cent piece, or 20, yeah, New Zealand 20 cent piece. And I had my Bible there, and as soon as there was a break, I took my Bible down in front, put the 20 cent piece in the Bible, walked up to David, hey, can you pray over this for me? And he said, sure. And he grabbed my hand, put it on top, put his hand on top of mine, and just prayed over it, right? Well, I took the 20 cent piece, put an envelope with a little note, put this on the tumour, and pray this prayer. Because I 
So she did, she got healed. She's still going today. <laughs> like, right place, right time. No, same guy, different location. Same guy, different location. Right? The same guy that hung out with Adam and Eve in the garden wants to hang out with you. And have the same intimate fellowship. He designed life for fellowship with him. How do we know that? Because of Genesis? Because at the start, when it was all perfect, that's what happened. They're hanging out with God. Call of the evening. That sounds good. I put the Barbie on. There'll be a pool there somewhere. You know, and the lions would be coming up and going, you know. I'm just ruminating a little bit about that Same God who spoke to Adam, spoke to Abraham, spoke to Moses, wants to speak to you today. Same God, different location. Same God. He never changes. Amen? Same God who fed, fed the Israelites for 40 years in the desert and their clothes didn't wear out. I mean, do you know, how old were you when you read that and go, wow. Yeah. Their shoes didn't wear out. Do you know? Right? It might just happen, babe. You know? You can't, like, you might not have a whole bunch of cash, but you might not need it. You know? Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the word of God. Come on. But we've got to get to the point where we actually believe it. Yeah. Because we can get all like... What about me? It isn't real. Can't you see? That's what we do, though, isn't it? We go, please, God. But it's all written. And even in the testimony of your own life, there ought to be something there that you can go, oh, good God is a good God. He's faithful. He's true. He gets me out of all sorts of sticky situations that I get myself into. I'm good at getting into sticky situations, just saying. Same God who raised Jesus from the dead is in us. In us. In you. You know? Forget intel inside. It's like Holy Ghost inside. Same one. Same God, different location. Now, the location. That's the important thing. Okay, now, what do you think about location? Imagine for a moment. Okay, so, wrong place, wrong time. I shouldn't laugh about this. So, I'm, no, seriously, stop it, stop it. Oh, God, gee, I can't give that illustration now. I really wanted to. Jesus, help me. If God's going to do something, you want to be where he's going to do it. Yeah. How do you get to the place where he's going to do what he wants to do? Hear his voice. Listen. Tune in. Yeah. We've got to learn to hear his voice. You know that Jesus said, I don't do anything unless my father is doing it, or is telling me, or showing me. I don't say anything unless my father's saying it. I don't do anything unless my father's doing it. And yes, there's, there's wisdom. And, and we learn to function in wisdom and we make 
decisions, Shep and I are processing some decisions about career choice for Shep, and there's a few doors that open up, and you're wondering, well, God, which one's the one? You know, sometimes the Lord will allow a few doors to be opened up because He wants you to lean in and hear His voice and know which one to choose, rather than just choosing the only open door. Because the enemy can open doors too, you know. And so you can get yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah? And you can get yourself in the right place at the right time. And one of them is when you're not listening to God, one of them is when you are listening to God. And you might be thinking, well, this is starting to get heavy. No! It's just true. Because if you're waiting for a miracle, and you're waiting for the guy to come, or the girl to come, or the woman of God, or the man of God to turn up, and you're going, oh, I'm waiting for this. What if God's got a different plan than the plan for your best mate who got healed the same way? What if God's got a different plan for you than, you know, like somebody might get cataracts removed by a doctor and God might want to do it with somebody else through the hand of healing. I prayed for people. I had a guy at my workplace who had a cataract and it was almost, he only had 10% left in his one eye. And I knew because I saw him putting the drops in, I walked up to him because I was a supervisor <laughs> in this you know, workplace like where Jeremy works. And uh, if you're a supervisor and you see one of your guys who's got a potential OHS issue going on, you can't see, you've got to do something about it. Well, I think, well, what's the best thing I can do? I can pray for him <laughs> rather than sack him. You know? I said, look, you don't want to necessarily let the big boss see that. I said, how about I pray for you guys? Why would you want to do that? I said, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe in Jesus? I do. So that's good enough for me. <laughs> I said, let me pray for you guys. Really? These guys, I've been into some really bad. <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. God loves you. Let me show you how much he loves you. It's all right. So I put my hand on his shoulder and it kind of weirded me out because he kept staring at me with his one good eye. <laughs> so I sort of turned my head away and he's like, Jesus, you love my mate here, And I just asked that the Holy Spirit come and just heal that eye. Jesus, that. I didn't even put my hand over his eye. And then I walked away because I'm, I'm a supervisor, I'm not supposed to be even touching him. You know? It wasn't COVID rules, but you know what I'm saying. So I walked away. I didn't see him for three weeks. And he came back. I don't know why I didn't see him for three weeks. I still can't work that out. But anyway, he came back three weeks later and he was completely 100% healed. Yeah. And I said, You're going to go to church now? Yes. <laughs> but Islander family, mate, they're praying for him too, so don't worry. That's good. Alright? Alright, so here's the deal God hasn't changed. God hasn't moved. Yet, God does move, even though it doesn't change. So if God <coughs> is, like, he's everywhere present, but he manifests his presence in certain circumstances, right? This is what a lot of people don't understand. God is everywhere, but there are times when he just peeks down through the, the thin wall between heaven and earth and manifests his presence. Jesus couldn't do healing in the hometown of Nazareth where he came from because the people just didn't believe. 
and then he'd go somewhere else and he was able to do an incredible miracle. Same God, different location. What was the location about this time? In this location they didn't believe, but in this location they did. So same God, different location. That's why when we set up church community, we want to be a location where God wants to be. Well, God wants to be everywhere. He wants to, he says, wherever two or three gather together in my name, they're on in the midst. But it's the gathering in his name. Chick and I were listening to something earlier. You know how you break down the and I don't want to, I want to steal something from Sheik's next sermon, but when you look at the, where Jesus said, in my name, it's not tagging his name on the end of the prayer. It's actually more about his character. If, you, if you're praying out of my character, then I'm there. If you ask in my character, in other words, if you ask what I would ask, you'll get it. That's the difference. If you ask what I would ask, that's when you'll get what you ask for. James says, James 4.3, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasure. You know that your focus is important. If we can be in so-called the right location, but there's no power because our focus is all wrong. Right? You ever got in a car and you tried to turn it on and nothing happens? Everything's there for it to happen, but nothing happens. She rang me the other day because she's got her license now, it's so cool. And she's so independent now, it's awesome. But you have that. who remembers the first time you experienced steering lock? Yes. Right? And the, the steering was locked, and you go to church and nothing's happening. So she rings me up, there's something wrong with my car. I said, Tell me what's going on. I put the key in and nothing's going on. I said, Turn the wheel slightly to the left. Oh, there we go. Right, steering wheel. You know, you can be just off center in your focus. You're just out from what God is asking you to be. Where? You can be in the wrong location at the right time. Nothing's going to happen. Same God, different location. Where's God? He's over there. He's doing something there. Not here. And you chose to be here. Why? Because they felt good. Because that's what I thought. Because that's what I did last time. Because that's what we've always done. And God goes, yeah, but I didn't tell you to do it this time. Have you ever read the miracles of Jesus and tried to work out the pattern? There ain't one. There ain't one. There's no pattern. They're different every time. Same God, different location. Same God, different miracles. Same God, different person. Same God, different circumstances. Same God. Different you. What happened to you 10 years ago probably ain't going to happen again. So don't quit the formula. Quit trying to make it happen. Quit trying to hope that it will happen by doing the same thing I did 10 years ago. Get back to the place where you got to 10 years ago by listening to his voice. And then just follow his lead. This is where we want to be, church. This is where we as a community want to be. We want to be a community that's listening to his voice because we know he's the same God and he wants to do the same stuff. He wants to talk to us in the cool of the evening like he did with Adam and Eve. But we're all about us. 
And that's why it's not working. We're all about our career. We're all about our next pay rise. We're all about our buying our next house. Now, sometimes do I don that? And sometimes it's just you. You've got to work out what's going on. What's God leading me to? What's God saying? The door can swing wide open. And you go, wow, I'm ready to go. Not always the case. Give you one example as I draw this to a close. Because it's right now example. So out of Western, our campus, we've been asked to move out of our building for a season while they renovate. We were looking for something. And then we had this thought, one of the guys um, on our community management, Adrian's on our community management, and Daniel is also. And Daniel came to us and said, look, I found this building, really cool building. It's an old building, an old church building. It's a sale on Cestile. Do you reckon we could have a look into it and see if we could buy it? Okay, sounds good. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like my spirit man's going, you know, own building. How cool is that? So Sheik and I are going, all right, we're going to go check it out on Sunday after church. You know? And we shared it with the congregation and said, look, this has come up. And they told us, you know, what, we, what it would cost and all that to rent it to start. And then potentially down the track, we might. Anyway, we went there and we had a look around. And Sheik's like, yeah, this is exciting, you know, because he's starting to get excited about all the prospects. And I had to put a different hat on for a minute. I had to put a different hat on. And so I started looking at it going, God, are you really on this? And then he showed me some things that I wouldn't have seen if I was just Google eye, right? I noticed practical things, like the toilets were right down the back of the property. And there's this rickety old staircase going down the back of the building. And then getting off the road, it's all gravel and bumps and everything. And there's no parking anywhere. And the other thing is it's surrounded by houses. Now, they're a gospel chapel. They probably haven't been loud in a hundred years. <laughs> We're King of Community Church. They probably hate us in 20 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think you're on this guy. Because I, I want to be a witness to my community, not a hindrance to their faith. If I get a building just so I can have some Holy Ghost meetings, and everybody in the community hates me because of it. I'm not serving the kingdom all of God, all my community. And I said to Shep, you know, I, I know there's you know, the prospect, because she's thinking of me, right? Because at the moment, I'm the guy who sets up every Sunday morning. I get there early and I spend an hour, two hours there before service. You know, and I do all the hard yards and I do it at the end. You know, everybody's gone and I'm still packing up. No, I'm not crying because... I started love it. I just know that my body is getting a bit weary, right? And she's thinking of that. Wouldn't it be great to have a permanent building? And I said, God, you're not on this, are you? No. Good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Because I don't want to go where you are not. I want to go where you are. And when we go where God is, then he'll turn up and he'll do something amazing. That's why I'm excited about this building. Yeah. I really believe God's on it. In fact, we found another building where we were all set to pull the trigger over in, on the other side, near close to us. It was closer to us. And we were driving over there and she said, what about the United Church that we had that meeting with 
Belinda, no, I had completely forgotten about it. Right? Yeah. I rang him. She almost jumped through the phone. Yeah! <laughs> Come on down! How big is that? Same guy, different location. Yeah? So, in summary, here's, here's where we're at. God wants to do all the things that he promised. He, his character hasn't changed. He's still the God who heals the sick and raises the dead and cleanses the leper and, and unleashes the goodness of God on people and opens the floodgates of heaven and all the promises are yes and amen. He's still that God. But we've got to position ourselves in the right location in order to accommodate all that he wants to do. And that's about heart, it's about head, it's about obedience, it's about listening. It's about tuning in, it's about pressing in, it's about leaning into the Father's heart. And a lot of our culture in church goes against all of that. And so we want to break down this culture stuff that stops us from being able to do that and be that kind of people. We want to just get back to bare bones and say, okay, God, how do we do that? And if we've got to get in a bit early and pray up a storm, just believing and soaking in his presence, if we've got to wait a little bit longer in a meeting when in quiet everyone's going, oh, gee, what, what, what's going on here? I don't give a rip. You can walk out if you want, but I ain't going anywhere if God's turning up. He might turn up the moment you walk out that door. Because he might just be waiting for the negative ones to leave. <laughs> I'm just being truthful. And I 
felt human again. And I felt lifted. And I felt like, wow, this is a guy who I travel all around, halfway around the world because God told me to go and sit under his teaching. Because my one of my best friends was dying. And I didn't know how to get her here. And God said, You've got to sit under somebody who knows what they're talking about, who's been there, who's done the hard yards, and who carries an anointing still today. I said, Who's that? And he said, Randy Clark. I said, Who's Randy Clark? <laughs> and he pointed me in the direction of America and I went over and I spent a week there and came back. I prayed for my friend and she got out of that hospital bed, yes. out of the pain. She got well and she's still going strong today. Uh, uh, Same guy, different location. Amen. All right. Well, bless you. That's. I, I feel like um, that's what I have to bring. I want to. I want to just do something. Else. I just want to give you an opportunity rather than feeling like you've got to rush away straight away. Because, you know, you get to the end of the meeting. I know we've had a lot of time hanging out together already. It's really good. I just want to, I want to take a few minutes just before we rush. Some of you might need to go. But I'm going to put a little bit of music on just in the background for a few minutes. And I just feel like there might be somebody here today who just really needs to reconnect. Make sure that you're in the right location right now. And so I'm just going to put that on for a bit. If, if that's you, then just take a moment with God. You don't necessarily have to have someone come and lay hands on you or something like that. But I'll give you the opportunity to, um, if you would like. So if, if, um, if in this few moments together you just feel Holy Ghost on something, on what you're doing, on your life, and resetting your path. Take that moment and, and just let him do what he needs to do. Thanks for listening. This has been another Kingdom Community Church podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, go to www.kingdomcc.com. .com.au God bless